Good morning. Welcome to With God at Dawn. All right, we're up to January 6, a love born of mercy. Hebrews chapter 8, verse 12. I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. God's love for the fallen race is a peculiar manifestation of love, a love born of mercy. For human beings are all undeserving. Mercy implies the imperfection of the object toward which it is shown. It was because of sin that mercy was brought into active exercise. There would have been no need for mercy if no one would have ever sinned. Sin is not the object of God's love, but of his hatred. But he loves and pities the sinner. The erring sons and daughters of Adam are the children of his redemption. Through the gift of his Son, he has revealed toward them his infinite love and mercy. Through the gift of his Son. He had a Son to give. God proposes cooperation with his frail, erring creatures, whom he has placed on vantage ground. On the one side, there are infinite wisdom, goodness, compassion, power. On the other, Weakness, sinfulness, absolute helplessness, poverty, and dependence. So what we just read was on God's side is infinite wisdom, goodness, compassion, and power. On our side is weakness, sinfulness, absolute helplessness, poverty, dependence. Man is given the privilege of working with God in the saving of his own soul. He is to receive Christ as his personal Savior and believe in him. Receiving and believing is his part of the contract. That's what we do. We receive and we believe. The plan of redemption was arranged in the councils between the Father and the Son. Then Christ, I think there's a verse in the Bible that says the councils between them both. So there was two between them both. God the Father and Jesus. Then Christ pledged himself to render an account for man if he proved disloyal. He pledged himself to make an atonement which would unite every believing soul to God. He who lays his sins upon the substitute and surety can unite with the apostle in saying, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who had blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. That's Ephesians 1 and 3 and Ephesians 2, 7. In his infinite love, Christ devised the plan of salvation. This plan, he stands ready to fulfill in behalf of all who will cooperate with him. Anyone who will cooperate with him, he will fulfill his behalf. In their behalf, he says to the Father, do not impute their sins to them. Lay them on me. Be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and their iniquities. Remember no more. They have accepted my merits and made peace with me. My righteousness is theirs. And for my sake, bless them with all spiritual blessings. God said he would not remember our sins and iniquities. Is that possible? Well, I believe what he means is that he won't ever bring it up or remind us because they're paid for. If we had a friend that owed us money, we might remind them occasionally, but when the debt was paid, there'd be no reason to remind them anymore. 
And God said he would not remember or remind us of our sins and iniquities anymore. It will never be brought up again. I don't think God it's possible for God to forget anything. Especially something as important as that. We have records of it. But he will never remind us of it again. It will never be brought up. Thrown in your face. God gave his son permission to pay our debt. And this mercy is born of love. Since his hatred of sin is so great, do you think he would use that death as a form of permission to sin? And because his love for us is so great, would he enjoy seeing us do something that he hated so much? No, but his love is so great. He provided a way for us to be restored to his image. We're not going to be saved in our sin, but from our sins. You can look that up in the Bible. That's the wording. We're saved from our sins. And like the nurse that told the little child when, he, when removing a splinter and applying some iodine, she said, this may sting a little. Oh, so here, Jesus tells us in Matthew 24, I'm going to read 6 through 13. And you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There shall be famines, and pestilences, and earthquakes, in diverse places. All these are the beginnings of sorrows. Do you think it might sting a little? Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted, and shall kill you, and you shall be hated in all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended, and shall betray one another, and shall hate one another. Maybe it'll sting a little bit more. Many false prophets will arise and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. And use of the word endure means that it's going to be a rough time. It's going to be more than just a little sting. We're going to have a rough time. But if we're faithful to the end, we'll be saved. The Lord's promise. He does not deceive us with false ideas of an easy way. But he says, My righteousness is theirs, and for my sake, Father, bless them with all spiritual blessings. There's a promise in Romans 8, 1 and 2. To read for you. Here it is. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Now, here's the exciting part. The law of the Spirit of life in Christ. There's a law about the Spirit of life in Christ. If we are in Christ, we have the Spirit of life. There's a law about that. Jesus has made me free from... Okay, I'm sorry. The law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus is what made me free from the law of sin and death. So if we have the indwelling of the Spirit of Christ in us, it will set us free from the law of sin and death. There is a law that if you sin, you will die. But if we have the Spirit of life in Christ, so we're free from that law of sin and death, and He will keep us from sinning. Romans 8, 1 through 2. And there's a place I didn't think about this verse till then, but it says um, those who are in Christ... Will not don't sin and uh, you got to remember that only God has absolute perfection 
we will be growing throughout eternity. And if you are not at enmity with God, and if you are not in rebellion against him, he will continue to work with you and you will grow on the path that grows, shines more and more into the perfect day. That's the process of sanctification. And just let him work with you and just surrender. Just surrender to him and obey. Dear Jesus, thank you so much that your love is born of mercy. That you've given us a way to be restored so that we can be in your presence again, in the presence of our Father, without dying. That we'll be able to see him face to face and know as we are known and see as we are seen. Thank you, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. I'll see you in the morning, brothers and sisters. Tomorrow we will be reading about our one Redeemer. Have a good day.